biggest story. And um, just jumping with me, uh, Marcus, we're going to start with Daniel 4 and 1. And this is about old King Nebi. I think in one of the Sunday school classes I heard him refer to as King Nebi. Was that you? Nebi. I might just call him Nebi Knight. We'll see what happens. All right. So it starts off with King Nebuchadnezzar sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Let me just pause right there for a second, because I thought that was pretty profound. You, you, you know, every time you take a minute and you go back there and you do a slow read, right? you read these familiar stories uh, you know, that you think you know all the details, so you just go back and you read it again, and there's always something you never saw before. Yeah, it's been sitting right in your face. I'm going, why in the world is Nebuchadnezzar sending a letter to all the people, or a message, should I say, however, what he sent it, to every race and every nation throughout the world? Peace and prosperity to you. I want all you to know about the miraculous signs and wonders the Most High God has performed for me. Now, this is like one of those movies. You ever start a movie where somebody's reminiscing? You know, it starts off a current day, and they, they tell a story backward about their life or something that happened to them. So Nebuchadnezzar's doing one of those moments. He, he's saying, let, let, me, let me tell you about what the Lord Most High did for me. And our vernacular, we would say, I got a testimony. <clears throat> let, let me tell you about what the Lord did for me. And so he says, how great are his signs, how powerful his wonders. His kingdom will last forever his rule through all the nations. Let me tell you how I know this. Now, just so Nebuchadnezzar talking, right? He's, I, I imagine he's probably not writing. Kings don't really do that. They probably have some scribe, you know, taking, taking dictation. You know, take, take this down. <clears throat> he said, let me tell you how I know this. He says, I. Now, notice, he didn't say, I heard a story about a man. You know, sometimes he starts to, or, 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 or let, let me tell you what happened to so-and-so. He said, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was living in my palace in comfort and prosperity. But one night I had a dream that frightened me. I saw visions that terrified me as I lay in my bed. So I issued an order calling in all the wise men of Babylon so they could tell me what my dream meant. When all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers came in, I told them the dream, but they could not tell me what it meant. Alas, Daniel came in before me, and I told him the dream. He was named Belteshazzar, so hold on to that, because going forward, it will be referred to as Belteshazzar. After my God and the spirit of the holy gods is, is in him. <clears throat> I said to him, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, isn't this funny? It's funny. I think I talked about this before in a previous match, how people just going to put a name on you, just going to make you be what they want you to be. You know, Daniel was a man of God, but him, he was the chief musician. Uh, chief of the magicians. All right, but anyway, I know the spirit of the holy gods is in you and that no, master, no mystery is too great for you to solve. Now tell me what my dream means. While I was laying in my bed, this is what I dreamed. I saw a large tree in the middle of the earth. The tree grew very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. It had fresh green leaves, and it was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its, in its shade, and birds nested in its branches. All the world was fed from this tree. 
Then I lay there dreaming. I saw a messenger, a holy one, coming down from heaven. The messenger shouted, cut down the tree and lop it off, and lop off its branches. Shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Chase the wild animals from its shade and the birds from its branches, but leave the stump and the roots in the ground. Bound with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass. Now let him be drenched in the dew of heaven and let him live with the wild animals among the plants of the field. For seven periods of time, let him have the mind of a wild animal instead of the mind of a human. <clears throat> For this has been decreed by my messengers. It is commanded by the holy ones so that everyone may know that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them, the kingdoms of the world, to anyone he chooses, even to the lowliest of people. Let's pause here. That's a wow. Right? You realize there's folk in high places, rulers of kingdoms and, and all kind of high positions who think they're there because maybe their lineage. Right? We don't know many royals, but you know, the, the royal family in England is a popular thing right now. You know, we got the whole royal report when I watch CNN and things, and, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're the closest we know of anyway, of royalty. And, and you know, there's a, you, know, you gotta be born into that. You know, there's a sense of entitlement. You know, who my father was or my mother was has made me you know, the, one, the next in line for the throne. There's folks in high places who think that education took them there. Right? Head of corporations and companies and all kind of things. And, and, and there's folks that think that, you know, maybe because I'm here because, and here's wherever this high place is, because I scraped my way to the top. Ever met somebody like that? I had to scrape tooth and nail to get where I am today. But the scripture just says, now he's referring to the kingdoms of this world. I just want you to hold on to this because sometimes we're thinking, well, that has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to be in anybody's throne. But I, I mentioned those other things that bring it down to where we live. Right? That we can, uh, we can think we have what we have by our own means. Now, I, I chickled at Arash's uh, sermon when he referred to you know, the donkey speaking and the fact that Balaam spoke back. That just cracked me up. You know, I think if I would have been beating my donkey or horse or whatever and, and it spoke, I, I would be terrified. I told y'all I'm a chicken. Right? If that donkey spoke a word that I could comprehend, I would have took off running with my hair on fire. I would that donkey and took off running. It would have been a wrap. But he spoke back. They had a conversation. Him and the donkey. It, it went on a little bit. I'm like, seriously? You, you didn't think. I mean, it, it, I mean, maybe the story didn't tell her. You wouldn't, oh, you know, none of this. No, he just spoke right back. Anyway, uh, my point I'm making is that God can use anything. Right? This was right for the sermon tonight, Raj. God can use anything, even a donkey. And so God said he's the one who puts folks on thrones. Even the lowliest of people don't matter to God. God really doesn't need your, we've heard this saying before, he doesn't really need your abilities. He needs your availability. And he puts those, those in his will and not in his will. He uses for his purpose. God is a master chess player. He's got all the pieces, right? And so let's get back to the story here. So Balthazar 
That was a dream I had, King Nebuchadnezzar um, said. Now tell me what it means, for none of the wise men of my kingdom can do so. But you can tell me because the spirit of the holy gods, note that, is in you. Well, I'm going to jump down a little bit. Actually, hold on one second. It says, upon this hearing, Belteshazzar was overcome for a time. He was frightened by the meaning of the dream. Then the king said to him, Belteshazzar, don't be alarmed by the dream and what it means. You know, when God lets you in on something, you know, we've been, we've been studying the gifts of spirit in our small groups. Rosh alluded to that. And, and, and one of the spirits, one of the, uh, yeah, the, the gifts we're studying right now is the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom. And when God drops some knowledge on you sometime, and it's not quite what you think that person want to hear, it's a little scary. It's what happened right here. God gave Daniel the revelation of his dream, and Daniel's like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this. You know, kings have power, right? They're kings that when you don't prophesy the right thing to them, you don't tell them what they want to hear. They can lop your head off like you talked about that tree, right? They can just take you out. So Daniel's knees are shaking like, oh, my goodness. All right. But the king wanted to know. He said, don't, don't be afraid. Come on, tell me. So let's drop down to 24. And it says, this is what the dream means. Your majesty, this is what the king means, your majesty, and what the Most High has declared will happen to my lord, the king. You will be driven from human society, and you will live in the fields with the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow, and you will be drenched with dew, with the dew of heaven. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way, until you learn that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world and give them to anyone he chooses. But the stump and the root of the tree were left in the ground. This means that you will receive your kingdom back when you learn that heaven rules. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit tonight about making sure that we pass the glory to God. You can put my title slide up for a second. That we pass the glory to God. God was the one who gave Nebuchadnezzar position. You know, great kingdom. If you, if, you, if you paid attention as I read that, I mean, the kingdom was fat. You know, it was wealthy and prosperous and, and everything was living good. And God was the one who set up Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar got a little bit too big for his britches. We'll read about that a little bit. He got too big for his britches. And God said, well, I got to take him down a peg or two. He don't know. Right? And this is, this is a servantship here, right? This is leadership development. <clears throat> and this is the thing you have to realize. Yes, God can use donkeys. I like to think I'm a little bit up from a donkey, but maybe not. <laughs> right? But he can use any of us. He really can. Right? He can do anything. If he can make a donkey talk, he can do anything with any of us. This is his world. It's his way, right? He's the king. Think about that message there. He's the king. He can do anything. But as soon as we start taking credit for it, as soon as we start getting our chest poked out, look what I did, look how great I am, you know, all these things, God says, oh, you don't want to go there. You don't want to do that, right? <clears throat> and so now let's drop down to, to 24. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's 27, Marcus. I'm all over the place. Says King Nebuchadnezzar, please accept my advice. This is this is Daniel speaking to the king. He he just you know he I'm already in this knee deep. 
Let me, let me go ahead and give the, the, give the king some advice. Please accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. And I stopped that. I thought that was interesting too. Of all things, stop sinning and be merciful to the poor. You know, you don't have to know all the story, but there's things that people say that kind of give you indication of what was going on, things that weren't spoken. <clears throat> uh, oh, Nebi had a problem. Yeah. He was living large and in charge. He was selfish, obviously, right? <laughs> he was greedy. I mean, just be merciful to the poor. That tells us something right there. That means you're not being merciful to the poor. Your kingdom is prosperous. You got... You have means above anything you could probably ever, your kingdom is, you know, you're rolling in dough, and you are not being generous toward the poor. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a kind man, obviously. Wasn't generous. That, that was a very interesting point right there. And so, yeah, you got a problem, Nebuchadnezzar. You need to get your act together. God said, I'm going to put you in a precarious situation until you realize from whom your blessings come from. Right? I mentioned earlier that we can get all big in our britches, you know, what we have and what we've accomplished and yada, 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 you know, and, and, and we, can, we can fail to pass the glory to God. Do you realize right now you're breathing? You're breathing because God says so. Right? Seriously. But I have food today. You have food because God says so. Seriously. There's no naked folk in here. Trust me, I would know. Right? I got a bird's eye view of the whole place. You got clothes on your back today because God said so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 none of this is done on your own strength. Right? If you're smart, you're smart because God endowed you with that intelligence. Right? You say, well, I learned from such and such. Well, who do you think such and such got it from? You know, it, everything goes back to him. You can't take credit for anything. The fact that you know who Jesus Christ is today. Right? You can say, well, I picked that Bible up and I studied. But you can't know that without God because God is the one who reveals. You can't even take credit for what you know about him. Yeah, if you have the spirit of God, you can say, ooh, look at me. That spirit that Regina preached about this morning. Oh, I got the spirit of God. You can't take credit for God for that. God is the one who gave it to you. Everything you have, you live and breathe and have your being in him. Everything comes from God. The minute you start taking that credit to yourself, you're in a bad place with the most high. And let me tell you something, just like Nebuchadnezzar, God will put you in a position that will bring you to your knees until you learn that the most high reigns. It's the truth. You want to be greedy? You want to hold back that which God has given you? You want to keep it for yourself? You don't want to bless the kingdom? You don't want to bless those who are left to you? You want to be tight with the resources of God? Man, you know that saying, a tight fist. That same fist that nothing can get out, nothing can get in. Yeah. You want to cover, you want to hold on to the things of God, and you're not going to bless his kingdom with it. That same thing you're trying to, that you have purpose to hold on to, you will lose. No. God gives us so that we can give. God blesses so we can bless. When we get that spirit of arrogance, you know, there's folks that, you know, you won't have the poor. We got all kinds of things. We got all kind of things to say about the poor, right? You know that the poor are poor for a lot of reasons, more reason than we think they are, 
We said, well, you poor, it's because you lazy. There's a whole lot of hard-working poor folk out here. It's the truth. Some are working hard, and there's a whole lot of hard-working. You know, life happens. Yeah, life happens. I'm a documentary queen. I, I, I'm always looking at somebody's story. Maybe that's why I like stories. I'm always looking at somebody's story. You know, just when you think you got folks figured out, you hear somebody's story, and you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, I had no idea. that. You ever had that happen where you assumed you knew somebody's circumstance? You assume, you know, yeah. And you just, well, Steve and I have been having fun with that, but I'll save that for later. Yeah. I get all in the bunch. I, I'm a, I'm a, I get a, an all in the bunch about that. I think I know somebody's story. And then you sit down in a meeting with them, and you're like, wow. I had no idea. That's why we got to stay our hind parts off the judgment seat. Because God is the only one who knows all and sees all. It's the truth. He's the only one that knows. So don't you dare start taking glory to yourself. Not, when it comes to God, what is, his ways are higher than the ways, than our ways, his thoughts and our You can't even begin to know. You know, think about it. I love Job. Actually, I don't. Art loves Job. I love this part of Job. You know, at the, at the end, because the, the other part is so traumatic for me. I'm just like, oh, poor Job. You know, poor Job. I get all dramatic with Job, you know, and, 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 and I just, you know, it's just not right. And then at the end, you know, when, job, when, when God breaks it down, Job, he goes, oh, where were you when I, you know, when God, he starts to hold this. Where were you when I told the waves to come just this far? Where were you when I told, he just starts running that thing. And Job is sitting there, I can imagine like, oh, uh, never mind. You know, you wish you didn't ask that question. Right? <laughs> you know, oh, never mind. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot who I was. Right? <laughs> For a moment, I slipped. Oh, you're God. You're the most high. You're the one who knows. Or you're the one who my whole life is in my, you know, that's the kind of, that's how we need to live every day. Every day, giving the glory to God. Every day. When you get a promotion in your job, don't say, oh, for a job well done. No, to God be the glory. Right? Yeah. Every, every, when things happen in your life, no, to God. If, if God allows you to excel or to do or to be whatever, to God be the glory. Everything about us is to give glory to God. Everything in this world was created to give glory to God. It's just the truth. All right. So let's get back. I'm going to start with verse 20, 28. It says, but all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, he was walking on the flat roof of the palace, of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out across the city, he said, look at this great city of Babylon. My, by my own mighty power. Now just imagine the chest poked out. And him just, you know. Parading around his roof. You know how proud folk get. Arrogant. Maybe I should use the word arrogant. You know? Yeah. Uh, by my own power, I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. Nebuchadnezzar says, it's all about me. I'm the man. He was having a moment. I can't. He's irritating already. I don't like, I don't like arrogant folk. I'm going to be honest. Arrogant people get in my craw, you know. Yeah, but I could just see him prancing around on the roof. Look at me, I'm the man. All my kingdom. All for, wait a minute, for his splendor. Yeah, I did all this so I can show off who I am. Mm-mm-mm. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. That's a rut row moment. You don't want no voice coming down from heaven saying that. <laughs> you know, that's like, that's worse than, than bailing in the donkey. You know, 
You up there talking about all you did and how great your life is and all you got it going on. All of a sudden, a voice just speak that you're having. This message is for you. Huh? <laughs> you know, when it's, what, what's going on? Okay. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. Just like that. This happened in a moment. Follow that. He, he talking. That's why the scripture says, while he was still talking, while you still bragging on what you got with, and who you are, while you still talking, God said, oh, you, oh really? Let me show you it's a rat. Yeah, you are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with the, with the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way until you learn that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he chooses. That same hour, the judgment was fulfilled and Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was as long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. That's crazy. This is not a fairy tale, people. This happened. I'm just saying, when you read some of these stories, you're like, seriously? Right? You know? Yeah, he, he like an eagle. He all jacked up. <laughs> Who the man now? I can imagine God saying, Who the man? Oh, you the man? Go on, prance now. With your eagle claws and your feathers hanging out. Let me, let me see how that's working for you. Right? Say you the man now. Say, I mean, I just, I, I have a crazy imagination. So I'm pitching this whole thing. <laughs> I bet you never heard this. <laughs> you know, just, he, he, you know, he just, what happened? What's going on? Okay, I mean, just like that. This wasn't a process. It was a thing. It was over. After this time passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, this is still Nebuchadnezzar telling this story himself, so don't forget, this is a letter that he's writing to all the nations, all the races, all the, all the nations of the world. Um, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned, and I praised and worshiped the Most High and honored the one who lives forever. His rule is everlasting, and his kingdom is eternal. All the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth. No one can stop him or say, or say to him, what do you mean by doing these things? When my sanity returned to me, so did my honor and glory and kingdom. God is a gracious God. My advisors and nobles sought me out. And I was restored as head of my kingdom with even greater honor than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the, the king of heaven. All his acts are just and true. And he is able to humble the proud. Nobody can tell a story. You know, it's one thing when I try to tell your story. But it's another thing when you tell your story. Nebuchadnezzar said, can't nobody tell me. I was the one out there with them you know, hairy and claws and carrying on eating grass for whatever these seven periods of time was, however that long was, right? You can't tell me. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a testimony. Don't fool with the Most High God. He is the one who can do anything. That's really what he meant by the whole long prologue. He can do anything he wants. You don't want to mess with him. It's true. You don't, you don't want to mess with this God. So, um, I know that it's hard to relate to this, the fact that he's a, that Nebuchadnezzar was a king and, you know, none of, anybody here live in the palace? Just checking. If so, we're going to have a party at your house, a youth, a youth party at your house, you have space. Anybody here rule a kingdom? 
Anybody here rule a big corporation? I'm just checking. Anybody, you know, in high up in government here in Delaware? Oh, okay. All right. So it's kind of hard to relate to uh, the fact that he was falling from grace in this way. But every time that we, well, let me, let me put it this way. I mentioned earlier that we, that we live and we breathe and have our being. That really, honestly, everything we do. We, the scripture talks about making plans, you know, what, what plans you're going to make for next year. You know, you can't say that. What do you say? You say, if the Lord wills, right? Because, again, you're not the one who's hauling the shots in your life. Yeah. When you have accolades, it's all give God the glory, right? God, God, God does have good things. Look at this. He has good things for his people, right? He was even gracious enough to restore Nebuchadnezzar back to power. He was also not, not necessarily a godly man. He was somebody that God was using for his purpose. But God was gracious enough to story when he came to his senses. Yeah. Somewhere along, even in his insanity, he was able to come to his senses. Because God said, you're going to stay that way until you learn who it is who has all control. Yeah. You, you're going to stay that way. And so, yeah. Uh, let's not get caught up on our accolades and who we are and, 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 and you know, get too big when God gives us a position or, or you know, whatever. And God use it. Pass the glory on to him. If you do well and somebody comes along and says, you know, oh, great job, brother Owen. God be the glory. Right? Yeah. Oh, you know, you got that promotion. To God be the glory. Right? You pass that glory right along. Because everything that we have, everything that we are, our future, our past, everything about us is because God said so. It's because God said so, simply. Scripture also said that God, that, that, well, he was a good example of that, that um, pride goes before destruction. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right, Karen. She'd be on those verses, right? And the haughty spirit before fall. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that we're, we're studying the gifts of the spirit in our small groups. And one of those, as I've taught one and listened to two, I think it is, one of the, the themes that I've noticed that teachers keep emphasizing is that none of us can take credit for those, those gifts. Yeah. God used you in a certain way. You've seen that around. happens in churches a lot. God used you in a certain gift, and all of a sudden you think you're the grand poobah. You know, you're so spiritual. You're so elevated above everybody else. You know, you take ownership of those gifts. That's my gift. No, those are God's gifts that he let you use. Yeah. Thank you, God. Right? If, you, if God uses you in some way that edifies the body that all of us benefit from, that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with covering those gifts. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be used of God. But when you want those gifts for your glory, oh, got a problem. Keep this image in your head. Keep this image in your head. <laughs> when you start getting big, just, just remember this sermon tonight. <laughs> Old Nebby, eating grass. All covered up with the dew of the field. This, right? Remember that when you, when you uh-uh. God use you. You keep that hand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Right? You, 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 just keep, you just give that glory right on to where it belongs. Right to where it belongs. It's okay. God gives good gifts to his children. Material gifts, spiritual gifts, all of it. It's okay. It's what you do with those. It's how you keep your head on straight. Right? No, the Lord most high reigns. He's the one that gets all the glory. I'm going to read one verse and I'm going to end. It's not, you don't have it, Marcus. This is, comes from 1 Corinthians 1. 
And this was in the message. I'm loving the message right now. It cracks me up. But anyway, I know I said that. This is uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 31. It says, take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life, into the kingdom. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you. Not many influential, not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? Chose these nobodies to expose the hallowed pretensions of the somebodies. That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by with blowing your horn before God. <laughs> Everything that we have, right thinking and right living, a clean slate and a fresh start, comes from God and by way of Jesus Christ. That is why we have the saying, if you're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. Give God the glory. <laughs> you can stand. <laughs> God, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your rich word this day, God. Help us to go from this place remembering who you are, Lord. Let us never forget that you and you alone are the source of all that we have, all that we are, God. We give you glory this night, Lord. We lift up your name in this place, God, King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Keep us, Lord, as we leave this place. Let your will be done in our lives. Help us to be witnesses unto you this week in our community, God. We do indeed give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen? All right. Amen.